0: Hello, Canada. Today's date is November 9th, 2022. This is Tony in Saskatchewan. Welcome to another Canadian Common Sense Rant. So first of all, on a programming note, we have given up. We will bring you a full episode this coming Sunday, November 13th, and and Lewis is finally back in the beautiful Okanagan, uh, and we're going to talk about about his fiasco of a of a trip home on Sunday so uh yeah get ready for that I'm sure that Lewis is going to be mad about that for quite some time and yeah following his journey just uh from things he was posting Woohoo. (laughs) yeah yeah can't can't wait excuse me so apologies that we were not able to get a full episode out for you this week uh yeah, just, uh, well, that's Canadian winters for you. Little weather delays, little, well, stay tuned. Anyway, so what is on my mind today? Well, unfortunately, um, sorry, Mackenzie, going back to Ontario, um, Mackenzie had sent us a uh, rather pas- passionate voice message just saying that, okay, I know you guys are upset with all the dumb choices that Ontario municipalities made for mayors and councils and whatnot. Mackenzie wanted to reassure us that he's not the problem. Um, Where he's at in southern Ontario, they actually got rid of their mayor and some councillors and brought in someone that actually has some brains in their head. Mackenzie, thank you, man. I knew you were on our side and I knew you were a reasonable enough guy that you wouldn't be... uh, bringing a John Tory-like character into your community, so thank you for that, and uh, hey, Ashley, I know that you're not part of the insanity as well, Melissa up there, and Barry, I know you're not taking any kind of crap that the likes of, you know, Uncle Fester, aka Stephen Del Duca, would be dealing out in Vaughn, and, you know, Patrick Brown and his lunacy, and heck, I'm upset that for a few days next year for Grey Cup 2023, I'm going to have to go to Hamilton and put up with a city led by Andrea Horvath. And I'm only going to be there for a few days for Grey Cup. So, (laughs) I get it, folks. I get it that most of our listeners are not the type of people that would have elected John Tory or Patrick Brown or Andrea Horvath or Stephen Del Duca or any of the imbeciles that got their jobs when they Probably should have just been put out to pasture. Anyway, sorry, Mackenzie. We're going to talk Ontario today. So what specifically this time? Well, I guess Doug Ford. Now, he, well, he put on a bold face with the teachers union, didn't he? He said, hey, this is the deal that we're offering you, which really wasn't a deal, and said that, yep, we've already got, we're going to make legislation that, prevents you from striking, and we're ready to use the notwithstanding clause preemptively to make certain that this this legislation stands. Well, that was pretty bold, Mr. Ford, I'm not going to lie. Um, mazel tov, that, that took some real courage to, to draw that line in the sand and just say, okay, wall's going up. Stephen Lecce came out on all the, the media and said, yep, we are standing up for Ontario children. And honestly, I was actually behind them because I thought, you know, Ontario suffered some of the worst school shutdowns and lockdowns anywhere in North America. So Ontario kids really need to be in school. And looking at some of the demands that the union had for the teachers, we a little insane. Five paid days before school starts. I would almost bend on that one just because I get it. A lot of teachers do go in the week before school starts to do their prep work. Okay, fine, but declaring Truth and Reconciliation Day to be a stat holiday in Ontario so that all teachers would have to get paid double time for for teaching on that day—come on. And the eleven percent raise. Well, I can see why Doug Ford said, um, "Yeah, this 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 shouldn't happen." You guys, uh, smarten up but what did actually happen was the wildcat strike that wasn't. Ontario teachers walked off the job on Friday, said, hell no, we won't go to work. Just because all of you little people are suffering, we're going to make you suffer some more and have to find last minute childcare, or you can just stay home working parents. You don't need to work and pay taxes to pay our salaries. And then over the weekend, well, that suddenly changed pretty quickly when Doug Ford changed his tune and then came out on Monday and said, yeah, we are going to repeal this legislation. And notice when he's doing press conferences, he starts to talk like Justin Trudeau. We are going to repeal this bill on on Monday. Like, Don't talk like every word is its own sentence like Justin does. Come on, Mr. Ford, you're better than that. Anyway, I think it's hilarious that Justin Trudeau was so passionate about, against, I should say, Doug Ford's use of of the notwithstanding clause. How dare he just willy-nilly go out and use the notwithstanding clause to back his legislation. And he even brought it up in the House of Commons that Pierre Polyev should be condemning Doug Ford for using the notwithstanding clause. And then I said to myself, well, Francois Legault passed that Bill 21 and had a teacher fired because she dared to wear a hijab to school in Chelsea, Quebec. And Justin Trudeau just said, no, that's disappointing that Francois Legault would use the notwithstanding clause. Oh, and then he used it again for Bill 96, which strips away English language rights in Quebec Justin Trudeau whistling past the graveyard. Oh, but if Doug Ford dares to do it, oh, that is the worst crime of the century. So I guess Ontario is his new whipping boy. So I do find it funny, though, selective the outrage of Justin Trudeau is. And that of course has a lot to do with what's happening in Ottawa. But Lewis and I are going to talk more about that on Sunday. So I'm just going to tease that one out for right now. But attached to that, to this uh whole notwithstanding clause issue and well, provinces wanting to go their own way, uh Doug Ford backed down pretty quickly on that and is going to withdraw the use of the notwithstanding clause. But Boy, did the media talking heads have a good time with that one, eh? It was, well, all the uh, the typical CBCs and CTVs of the world, of course, were completely on board with Justin Trudeau. How dare Doug Ford use the notwithstanding clause? Having used it twice since he's been premier, that is the most in recent Ontario history. like, oh my God. And yes, Quebec is the one that uses it the most. And now there's, now of course the talk is, oh, because Doug Ford dare use it, there should perhaps be a revisiting of the constitution because this just can't be. To which I said, but section 33 is part of the constitution. It's, well, it's section 33, the notwithstanding clause that was negotiated in by premiers in 1982 to protect provincial autonomy segue provincial autonomy Scott Moe with his Saskatchewan First Act uh, he's sometimes he's cute you know he said yep i fully expect Saskatchewan to have the exact same same status as Quebec has when it comes to immigration and i said <laughs> oh, that is cute that really is cute Justin Trudeau could not care less about Scott Moe and the 14 federal ridings that exist in Saskatchewan, all of whom have voted Conservative for the last two elections. So my thinking is that Justin Trudeau is much more worried about his seats in Quebec. Oddly enough, he could not give a crap about 73 Liberal seats in Ontario. Maybe you folks should think about that next time an election comes around just saying but the notwithstanding clause is going is not going anywhere it is part of our constitution and it needs to be part of our constitution and if we continue to have a federal government that is deliberately antagonistic to certain segments of the country certain segments of the population sorry in certain regions of the country the notwithstanding clause is going to get used more And more and more. Take that, CBC. This is Canadian common sense with Lewis and Tony.